Welcome to the Tamarin Learning Podcast, where host Dr. Kirby Ross Plock speaks with experts on many topics relevant in the ultra high net worth family wealth management space. Kirby is author of several books, including The Complete Family Office Handbook, and shares her expertise consulting with families and family offices. Kirby is also the founder of Tamarind Learning, an online wealth education platform that develops practical, foundational learning programs for beneficiaries to help them prepare for responsible stewardship of wealth. Welcome to the Tamarind Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirby Rossblock, and today we're talking insurance. I have Fernando Poe and his partner, Reno Skina from Pastoral Partners. And we're gonna be talking about sort of the nuanced aspects of wealth planning as it relates to insurance. We are lucky to have these two gentlemen as they have more than 25 years spanning the family advisory, wealth management, family office space. And I think today we're gonna to unpack why complex insurance planning goes far beyond the basic and how there's a lot to understand about its opportunities to solve for some pretty complicated situations. So welcome, gentlemen. Thank you, Kirby. Well, let's just jump right in and get a lay of the land about what are some of the triggers? What are some of the reasons why a family may need to think differently about how they approach risk management and insurance solutions? Well, Kirby, thank you for hosting us today. I'm really excited to be part of the podcast. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting, um, uh, the trends and themes that we have seen arise over the past couple of months and just as, as the overall environment that we see globally of clients gravitating to insurance-based solutions to complement their wealth management holding structures and interestingly enough, also diversify their investment portfolios. So, you know, um, um, we've seen um, really three areas where these solutions have become relevant um, and, and where we've seen the demand um, increase um, over, over the past couple of years. And the first one really is how, how do you address and um, balance sheet holdings and how do you diversify them? So as as operating businesses, portfolio uh, positions, um, and even um, uh, jurisdictional exposures of where maybe where we have tax residency or assets um, is how do you diversify and hedge your portfolios? So using a, a insurance-based solution brings some um, tax efficiencies and some asset protection features that we traditionally wouldn't think about in, in gravitating to an insurance-based solution um, um, as we otherwise would have gone into planning structures with, with, with trusts or, or other type of vehicles. Now, Rena, you have worked in the family office environment a long time. I mean, maybe you can share with us your experiences too, where a complicated business owning family um, and looking at their business succession and continuity and estate planning needs have you seen it up close and personal how these types of plans can come into fruition and why it's different than maybe sort of the retail market that most people might associate insurance products with? Well, that's a great question, uh, Kirby. Uh, from my personal experience, what I have learned is that um, often families uh, procrastinate or they don't have a contingency plan in place. And um, often 
also there is a misunderstanding about liabilities and contingencies that the family may have uh, in the future if something happens to the principal. So one thing that I have learned when I was managing a family office in New York is basically that um, even though a family may have different structures and trusts and have you, uh, typically you also have still estate tax liabilities. Uh, you have uh, capital commitments that need to be covered. And so these type of solutions are an excellent way for a family to protect in case of a risk event. You know, where you have plenty of liquidity to pay for estate taxes, to cover contingencies, family liabilities, and also future capital commitments. Yeah, I would add to that, you know, um, when you start thinking about liabilities, you know, a lot of our families view a liability almost as an asset accelerator, right? So we're going to banks to um, ask for loans and, 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 and leverage to deploy into other assets. So the management of those liabilities and the protection of the value that we're investing in is also a way to uh, mitigate these contingencies. And even though on a personal financial statement, it may show up as a liability, the question is, well, how do you use that to ensure that you retain the value in the succession of the business, of the asset, and most importantly, the family legacy that's trying, that you're creating and protecting that um, um, asset. So that, that contingency and liability management, as Reno points out, really is tax, corporate, family, investment, and, and, and succession, all in, all in one. So when, when does an individual or a family say, oh, gosh, we need to tackle this head on? What might be a trigger or a situation where you would say, boy, this would be an opportune time right, to unpack or explore? I would say, Kirby, that um, every family needs some sort of contingency plan. And the reality is that um, it's always better to do it as soon as possible, because as you probably know, like, you know, the older the principal uh, advances in age, the more expensive these type of solutions become. And therefore, uh, it always makes sense to uh, early on as part of uh, an overall strategy to look at uh, uh, liabilities or estate and tax uh, planning. Uh, this should be a, a, an integral part of any family's estate and tax plan. Yeah, you know, just, just like you manage the asset side of the portfolio and you are rebalancing the assets, you're looking at them, whether you have portfolio managers, or you have business consultants or CFOs assisting you doing that, you should also manage the liability side. And typically, you know, um, that plan should be revisited uh, frequently, almost just as frequently as managing the asset side of the balance sheet. But we tend to find clients gravitate to looking at these solutions or this type of planning when there are life events. So whether those are liquidity events or mergers or marriages, divorces, uh, unfortunately, and sometimes deaths, um, um, may, you know, maybe when inheritances are about to take place, um, um, a change of tax residency, we've also seen clients look at it as pre-immigration or exit planning. So um, um, you know, typically, that's when clients are looking at, at, at at the liability side. And that's when, when, when they're seeing changes in the cash flow or changes in the asset base or changes in lifestyle. 
Well, certainly we've lived through a lot of, um, you know, extreme times and I'm sure, you know, partially the pandemic has changed people's views on, you know, protection, downside protection, asset protection, and even continuity planning with respect to businesses um, and their assets. You know, tell us some more maybe about some specific structures that you think are really working. Um, I know, of course, we can't give guidance over this podcast, but I'm sure you're confronted with similar themes, right? Similar operating businesses. Um, I know I have a family I'm working with that's going through a massive liquidity event. I mean, what would you sort of initially start to scope out and what's your process when you are working with families? Excellent question. And, and you know, when engaging with entrepreneurial families during these life changes or life events or um, 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 allocation adjustments, let's call it, um, is something that, you know, first takes place um, um, on, on, on the structural side, and that's typically engaging with state tax attorneys, um, uh, transactional attorneys, um, and, and, and CPAs and structuring the transaction or that, or that transition properly. Um, typically, when we come in, uh, we are um, almost a, a overlay to those solutions and complementing those solutions, whether it's a liquidity event or a divestiture of an asset or a relationship, let's call it, right? So, um, um, you know, we, we like to really look at the different elements um, that are the inputs in the equation, which are, you know, where are the assets located? What is the goal of the family? Is this more of a wealth enhancement solution or a hedge solution or both? And, and, and how to incorporate that into their existing um, uh, plan. And that's put together by the attorneys and the CPAs. And how do we overlay it with, with the asset holdings? And that can be, you know, whether it's real economy assets like private equity and real estate and venture and operating businesses, or whether it's more uh, passive investments um, in the relative return space. So, you know, your, your, your liquid portfolios that are in uh, public capital markets. But there's not, I would say every solution is customized and every driver of every family is, is customized. What's interesting about these solutions, uh, Kirby, is that we can structure them in a way where they're extremely efficient from a holding structure perspective, from a tax perspective, but that they also evolve at the different stages of wealth. So whether you're creating wealth, enhancing wealth, maintaining wealth, or getting ready to distribute wealth, these solutions are relevant and have a, um, um, an applicable um, aspect to it that you can use it not only in life, but in that transition to the next generation. So it sounds like you are really working in the ecosystem, right, of advisors, tax advisors, estate planning attorneys, you know, business advisors, um, as you're kind of looking in concert, what are the planning considerations, what are the assumptions that we're making about what the goals are for whatever solution, and then the time frame. And then I'm also hearing you say, Fernando, how important it is to actually revisit this you know, regularly to see if it's on point, if it needs to be dialed up, or maybe we don't need as extensive a solution if things sort of work their way out um, in other timeframes. And I'm just curious if you were to say one thing you're really excited about as it relates to the work you're doing today with families, what do you see some of the trends or things that are becoming really present? And I know you said contingency planning, but maybe dig in a little bit more. 
Yeah, I would say, you know, um, front and center right now, um, and it's always front and center for our families, it's really how do you manage uh, uh, tax planning, right? So that's income tax planning and estate tax planning. And that's something that's been relevant, you know, for, for, for centuries. Um, so the question is, you know, how do you use this vehicle to help manage that contingency today and in the future? And, and there's a lot of flexibilities and a lot of uh, benefits that the vehicles bring to families to help confront different um, um, uh, environments and, and, and different um, situations. And just to add what um, Fernando uh, explained, uh, Kirby, let's also not forget that insurance has uh, incredible tax benefits. You know, the investment account, for example, grows on a tax deferred basis. Mm-hmm. And uh, once, let's say, there's a, a, a risk event, the payment goes to the family completely tax-free. We then are specialists in making sure that um, you know the proceeds are paid to the beneficiaries in a way that they are excluded from any estate taxes by keeping uh, life insurance in in a, in a separate vehicle, typically in an irrevocable life insurance trust. Well, I can imagine that it can also maybe de-risk conflict, right? So being able to have some of these known, you know, how are we going to pay for the death tax um, if someone is to pass away? You know, this could probably reduce a lot of stress in families having these kinds of plans in place and creating a lot more harmony in families so no one has headaches of, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? I can't pay the estate tax burden or the business we can't pop up, you know, the tax for business transition. Um, so I'm, I, I see that this is not just a like financial solution. This can really help help families dramatically mitigate some very difficult times. Absolutely. You know, this is an excellent way to raise equity or capital for a future capital call on the family balance sheet. And that capital call could be a tax capital call or in, in certain scenarios, you know, you, you insinuated, um, it's, it's, we use it for almost interfamily buy-sell arrangements, mm-hmm. right? So excellent way to interchange assets between family members or partners and create a liquidity kicker or equity kicker into the family balance sheet to mm-hmm. resolve those solutions. That's excellent. That's excellent. Well, Fernando and Reno, thank you so much for being here today on the Tamron Learning Podcast. I think we've definitely got more insights to how insurance planning can aid risk management and really give an extra level of protection um, to families and individuals as they're going through, you know, jurisdictional changes, business planning changes, um, potentially lifestyle or, you know, general planning for your what's beyond, what's next. So I'm so thrilled to have you all here. I know you'll share some more information um, that we can put on our podcast page on how to find you with more questions because I think the one thing I've learned so much over the years is that no two families are alike. So you can't just read up about it and think you can do this on your own. You really need the experts like yourself to come in, assess and give you best in class advice. Thank you, Kirby. Thank you so much, Kirby.